You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Recording done by Jules Harlock of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Astounding Stories, 20, August 1931. The Port of Missing Plains by Captain S.P. Meek, Part 2. I got a good deal of it, the doctor said. We are evidently in or near a sort of central community of these fellows. They spoke, thought is a better word. They thought of doing away with us, but decided to wait until they consulted someone with more authority. You see, we are not airplane pilots. Captain Garland was taken at once to the place where they have other aviators imprisoned. What do they want of pilots underground? I couldn't quite get that. There was another thought that I am not sure that I interpreted correctly. If I did, there is some man of the upper world down here in a position of considerable authority among them. He has some use for pilots, but what use, I don't know. We are to be held until he is consulted. Who could it be? I can only think of one man, Carnes, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't have to name him. You mean? Ivan Saranoff. We haven't heard of him or had any activity from him for the last eight months. We know that he had a subterranean borer with which he had penetrated deep into the earth. Isn't it possible that he has, at some time in his explorations, come into contact with these fellows and made friends with them? It's possible, doctor, but I hope we had killed him when we destroyed his borer. So did I, but he seems to bear a charmed life. Several times we had thought him dead, only to have him show up with some new form of devil's work. It is too much to hope that we have succeeded in doing away with him. Did you notice one thing? Those fellows were helpless while I held the light on them. The one which was holding us captive got so interested in the discussion about our fate that he momentarily forgot us. That was when I got my light. Until I turned the light away from them, we were free men. That's right, answered the Secret Service man, remembering that. The next time we get a light on a bunch of them, hold them in the beam until we can make terms. If we ever get hold of a light again... I have a light they didn't get, probably because they didn't think of it while they were around. It is one of those fountain pen battery affairs, and they probably took it for a pen. I won't turn it on now, partly to save it and partly not to let them know we have it. Let's see what our prison is like. They felt their way around the room. It proved to be eight paces by ten in size. Like the tunnels, it was floored with crepe rubber or some similar substance which gave out no sound of footprints, yet was firm underfoot. The room was furnished with two beds, a table, and two chairs. There was no sign of a door. That's that, exclaimed the doctor when they had finished their exploration. I'm hungry. I wonder when we eat. Hello, here comes one of the fellows now. Carnes made no reply. As the doctor's speech ended, a wave of mental power enveloped the room. 
one of the moles entered moved over to the table for an instant and then left the room an earthly odor of vegetables pervaded the room my question is answered said the doctor we eat now he moved to the table on it had been placed dishes containing three different types of roots two of them proved to be palpable but the third was woody and bitter the prisoners made a hearty meal from the two they relished for an hour they sat waiting here they come again exclaimed the doctor we are going before the person i spoke of can't you get their thoughts no i can't doctor i can understand when i get a command but aside from those times everything is a blank to me my mental wave receiver if that's what it is must be attuned to a different frequency than yours for i can hear them talking to one another i guess i should say that i can feel them thinking to one another at any rate they want us to follow come along the road will be open and level the doctor stepped out confidently with carnes at his heels for half a mile they went forward presently they halted we are in a big chamber here carnes whispered the doctor and there is someone before us we'll have some light in a minute his prophecy was soon fulfilled a vague glimmer of light began to fill the cavern in which they stood as it grew stronger they could see a raised dais before them on which were seated three figures two of them were the giant moles each of the moles wore a helmet which covered his head completely with no sign of lenses or other means of vision it was the central figure however which held the attention of the prisoners seated on a chair and regarding them with an expression of sardonic amusement was a man above a high forehead rose a thin scrub of white hair keen brown eyes peered at them from under almost hairless brows the nose was high bridged and aquiline and went well with his prominent cheekbones his mouth was a mere gash below his nose framed by thin bloodless lips the lips were curled in a sneer revealing yellow teeth the whole expression of the face was one of revolting cruelty so said the figure slowly fate has been kind to me my friends dr bird and operative carnes have chosen to pay me a long visit i am greatly flattered the thin metallic voice with its noticeable accent struck a familiar chord sarnoff grasped carnes yes mr carnes sarnoff professor ivan sarnoff of the faculty of st petersburg once now merely sarnoff the scourge of the bourgeoisie i hope we had killed you murmured carnes it was no fault of dr bird's that he failed replied the russian with an excess of malevolence in his voice his method was a correct one merely the fortuitous fact that we had just pierced one of the tunnels of the salome and i was away from my boring exploring it saved me you did me a good turn doctor without meaning to you destroyed an instrument on which i had relied in doing so you unwittingly delivered into my hands a power greater than any i had dreamed of the salome 
what can a mental cripple like you do with blind allies like them asked dr beard with a contemptuous laugh the russian half rose from his seat in rage for a moment his hand toyed with a switch before him the sardonic sneer came back into his face and he dropped back into his seat you nearly provoked me to destroy you doctor he said but cold calculation saved you since you will never return to the upper world save when and as i decree i have no objection to telling you the salome are not blind their eyes are under the skin as is the case with many of the talipidae but for all that they can see very well their eyes function on a shorter wave than ours a wave so short that it readily penetrates through miles of earth and rock this cavern is now flooded with it visible light the light by which we see is limited to their eyes hence the helmets which you see they can see through those helmets as well as you or i can see through air what do you intend to do with us ah doctor you hit me in a tender spot i have a sore temptation to close this switch on which my hand rests were i to do so both you and mr carnes would vanish forever i have however conceived a very real affection for you too your brains doctor working in my behalf instead of against me would render me well-nigh omnipotent mr carnes has a certain low cunning which i can also use to advantage both of you will join me you might as well close your switch and save your breath sarnoff for we will do nothing of the sort replied the doctor sharply ah but you will so will mr carnes i had no hopes that you would join me willingly in fact i am pleased that you do not i could never trust you all the same you will join my forces as have the others whom i have brought into the hands of the salome i have ways of accomplishing my desires it pleases my fancy doctor to use your brains in aiding me in my scientific developments you will enjoy working with the scientists of the salome among them you will find brains which excel any to be found on the surface of the earth since we too are below already i have learned much from them you mr carnes shall be taught to pilot an airplane when my cohorts go forth from the realms of the salome to establish the rules of russia you will be piloting one of the planes your first task will be to learn to fly i refuse to do anything of the sort said carnes i will not be ready to have your flying lessons started until to-morrow replied the russian and you will have until then to reconsider your rash decision it will be much easier for you if you obey my orders if you still refuse to-morrow you will pay a visit to the laboratory of the salome when you return your lessons will be started you will now be taken to your cell i have use for dr bird this afternoon i won't leave dr bird and that's flat exclaimed carnes dr bird interrupted him go ahead carnesy old dear he said lightly 
you might just as well toddle along under your own power as to be dragged along you have a day for reflection in any event i dare say i see you again before they do anything to you carnes glanced keenly at the doctor's face what he saw evidently reassured him for he turned without a word and walked away the light grew gradually dimmer until darkness again reigned in the cavern come doctor said sarnoff's voice we have work to do carnes sat alone in his cell for hours the darkness and the loneliness wore on him until he felt that his nerves would crack not a sound came to him he threw himself on one of the beds and plugged his ears with his fingertips in an attempt to keep the silence out then a cheerful voice sounded in the cell and a friendly hand fell on his shoulder well carnsey old dear said dr bird have you been lonesome dr bird gasped carnes in a tone of relief are you all right right as can be i learned a lot this afternoon for one thing you're going to start flying lessons tomorrow and you're going to do your best to become an expert pilot in a short time it is the only thing to do and fly a plane for sarnoff i hope not the only way to avoid that very thing is to keep you mentally unimpaired so that i can call on you for help when i need it if the salome operate on you you will be useless to me operate what do you mean i'll tell you the salome are a very old and highly civilized people for ages they have possessed scientific knowledge for which the upper world scientists are now blindly groping among other things they have a perfect knowledge of the workings of the brain if they operate they will remove from your brain every speck of memory you have of past events leaving only those things that will be useful to sarnoff you will be his complete slave in that condition you will be taught to fly a plane when the time comes you will fly one with no remembrance of anything which happened prior to the operation and with no will but his it will be easier to teach you flying in your natural state if you are willing you will be willing if you wish it doctor i do wish it most decidedly dr beard went on obey every order they give you you will find that the salome are a very enlightened and civilized race they are very kindly and would willingly harm no one then why have they taken up with sarnoff he is the first man with whom they have come into contact he has told them a horrible tale of conditions on the surface and they have swallowed it hook line and sinker they believe that he is going to establish a new order of happiness and plenty for all with the aid of his gang of cutthroats from russia if they had the slightest inkling of the true state of affairs they would turn on him in an instant why don't you tell them remember that i am a stranger here and he has poisoned their minds against me although the mind of an ordinary man is an open book to them they cannot read sarnoff's secret thoughts against his will they can't read mine either for that matter i am working in the laboratory and i will pick up a great deal 
when the time comes we will strike for our liberty and for the safety of the world did you learn sarnoff's plans yes he is gathering planes and pilots in the underground caverns of the salome when he gets enough he will bring men from russia to man the planes what could the united states or the world for that matter do against a fleet of hundreds possibly thousands of the best planes equipped with deadly weapons unknown to their science that menace confronts us as we must remove it to give you some idea of the power of the salome this afternoon sarnoff and i with one assistant opened a cavern in the solid rock three miles long and a mile wide and over six hundred feet in height three men how on earth did you do it two men and one mole we did it with a ray the secret of which only this salome and sarnoff know you have told me a disintegrating ray is an impossibility objected carnes it is this is not a disintegrating ray carnes either i am crazy or the salome have solved the secret of time the fourth dimension i haven't been able to grasp the whole thing yet what i think we did was to remove that rock a distance perhaps only a millionth of a second forward or back into time at any rate it ceased to exist yet they can bring it back unchanged at will that was the way they captured our plane they sent out a magnetic ray of such power that it stopped our plane in mid-air and brought it to the ground they removed the rock from beneath us and lowered us into the hole by reversing the process they restored things to their original condition all of these tunnels and rooms were made in that way i still don't understand how they did it i don't either but i hope to in time now let's go to bed it's late tomorrow you will start your lessons with captain garland as an instructor he won't know you for he was operated on this afternoon do your best to become a pilot when i get ready i want you with me in full possession of all your faculties the next morning the two prisoners separated and went to their duties in the cavern which dr beard had described captain garland was waiting beside the plane he had flown he did not know carnes but he still knew how to fly declining to enter into any conversation he started expounding the theory of flying to the detective carnes remembered dr bird's words and applied himself wholeheartedly for four hours they worked together at the end of that time the light faded in the cavern and carnes was led by an unseen guide back to his cell he threw himself on a bed and awaited dr bird's return i have learned a few more things about the salome said the doctor when he entered the cell several hours later we are in their largest community they have cities or warrens scattered all over the world each city has its own ruler but the whole race are ruled by an overlord or king who habitually lives here he is away visiting a community under northern africa just now but he will be back in a few days 
the salome are sincere in their desire to help the upper world they feel great pity for mankind in view of the conditions sarnoff has described to them when the king returns i plan to make a direct appeal to him in the meantime go on with your flying lessons how did you make out to-day the second day was a repetition of the first as were the third and fourth a week passed before dr bird entered the cell in evident excitement has hannock brought our evening meal yet he asked anxiously no doctor good take this light as soon as he enters throw the light full on him and hold him until i work on him we've got to make our escape why the king is due back to-morrow sarnoff is frightened at the good impression i have made on the salome he is supreme in the monarch's absence so he plans to operate on both of us before he returns he is afraid to allow me to see the king with an unimpaired intellect and memory Shh! here comes hannock the door to their cell opened noiselessly when the mole who brought their food was well inside carnes turned on the tiny flashlight the mole dropped on all fours and tried to turn its back dr bird sprang forward for an instant his slim muscular fingers worked on the mole's neck and shoulders silently the animal sank in a heap come on carnes cried the doctor turn off the light did you kill him doctor asked carnes as he raced down a pitch-dark corridor at the scientist's heels no i merely paralyzed him temporarily he'll be all right in a day or so turn here for ten minutes they ran down corridor after corridor carnes soon lost all track of direction but dr bird never hesitated presently he slowed down to a walk it's a good thing i have a good memory he said i planned that course out from a map and i had to memorize every turn and distance of it we are now behind your flying hall and away from any of the regular dwellings of the salome straight west about four miles is one of the time-ray machines with a guard over it aside from them there isn't a mole between here and detroit what are you going to do doctor keep out of their way and avoid recapture if we can if we merely wanted to escape we would try to get possession of that time-ray machine and open the road to the surface however i am not content with that i want to stay underground until astok their king returns when he comes we will surrender to him suppose they operate without giving us a chance to present our side of the affair if they do sarnoff wins but they won't the more i have seen of the salome the more impressed i am by their sense of justice they'll give us a hearing all right and a fair one for two hours the doctor led the way at the end of that time he stopped we've gone as far as we need to he said they'll undoubtedly send out searching parties but if we can avoid thinking they won't be able to find us the tunnels are a perfect labyrinth if you care to sleep go to it we'll be safer sleeping than awake for we won't be sending out thoughts so fast end of part two 
of the ports of missing planes.